Welcome to the C12 Podcast. C12 is a college and young adult ministry where 20-somethings at 12 Stone Church gather on Thursday nights. We hope you are encouraged and guided by today's message. Welcome to C12. Uh, we are glad that you're here. Uh, how are you guys doing tonight? You guys doing good? It's our, um, it's our last uh, C12 of the year. Um, I know, boo. Uh, I'm like the Grinch now, you know. Um, here to deliver bad news. Uh, uh, this is our last C12 of the year. We just kind of want to take a time just to, uh, one, just throw a big giant uh, Christmas party just to celebrate uh, all the things that God's done this past year and also taking time to kind of uh, look ahead and, and, and move forward. Uh, but I just kind of uh, wanted to, to just to say welcome. Uh, if it is your uh, first time, uh, we just want to say welcome home. We are uh, so glad that you're here. So if you found out through C12, through social, through a friend or whatever, uh, we are just really pumped that you're here. Uh, and if you miss us on the way in and and, and uh, just let us know that you're here. We'd love to get you connected, love to follow up with you. Um, we always say it's a real person behind the phone. Uh, it's not a fake person. It is not a uh, robot. Um, I had uh, someone literally text STOP in all caps one time. Uh, and I'm like, no, it's my phone number. Um, uh, it's, it's a real person, like it's me. Uh, uh, and, and so it is a real person. We want to follow up with you. Uh, but I just kind of want to share a little bit of a, a family culture. If you're maybe new to C12 and you're like, hey, what is C12? Uh, C12 is the kind of young adult ministry of 12 stones. So anyone in the mid-20s, anyone who's uh, either in college, you're 18, or you're uh, all the way up to 29, and you're just trying to figure out uh, your, the life as you kind of graduate into different stages of young adulthood, uh, this ministry is for you. And so we just, when we always say welcome home, we're saying welcome home to anyone who is a young adult uh, in the area or uh, at our church. And, and we obviously just love to have fun. If you've been around C12, you know that we love to have fun. We love to have uh, parties like this. And there's always like traditions. And uh, now it's Christmas time. Who, who's got like uh, uh, traditions in your in your family like you do every year for Christmas? Uh, uh, shout out. What, what's like a tradition that you do? Uh, yeah, right. What, what's a tradition you do for Christmas? Look at holiday lights. Okay. What's the best place for holiday lights? Lake Lanier? Ew. <laughs> Ew no. Uh, Oh, we're here now. Hamilton Mill. Okay, uh, little, little side plug. Uh, what, what's another one? Hey, raise your hand. What's another? One? Yeah, in the back. What's a family tradition you do? You open one gift. Who else? Who else opens one gift on Christmas Eve? No, some of you guys. Wow. Okay, it's different in the South. We were, we had more fun in the North. We did. We used to do that. I used to. Uh, who watches Christmas movies? You have like the one Christmas movie you watch. Uh, you watch with the family. What's the Christmas movie that you watch? Just gotten shouted out. Yeah, I totally heard all those at the same time. Uh, who bakes cookies? Yeah, you bake cookies? Like, that's like your family tradition? Uh, we had a, uh, it was always my family tradition growing up. We'd always uh, uh, bake uh, cookies. Um, and and uh, we all have like family traditions. Uh, I want to look at, uh, those of you on TikTok, there's like this like little tradition that some families are picking up of uh, what they're doing uh, uh, to their kids. And it's the Grinch Who Stole Christmas. It's sad. It's morbid. It's becoming like this new family tradition. Check it out. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as ugly as a cactus. You're as charming as a new Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. Oh, 
Come on, how many of you be the Grinch? Like, you'd show up in the Grinch. How many of you be that older brother? You're like, I'm swinging, I'm throwing hands. Like, don't touch my gift. I, I will murder you. Like, I, <laughs> something's happening. How many of you the younger brother? You're gonna cry. Like, you're just, you're not gonna do nothing. You're just gonna, like, uh, I'm just gonna cry in the corner. I mean, why is that a family tradition? Like, this is, uh, I don't know why all of a sudden we, we picked this up. Uh, every family has traditions. Uh, if you're worried, this is not our tradition at C12. We do not have Grinches coming around. Uh, that is not, uh, but we do all have traditions. Uh, mine is that we had uh, cookies that we'd make on, uh, on Thanksgiving every single year. We'd have a Thanksgiving meal, and then what we'd do is we'd bake a ton of Christmas cookies, uh, and we'd eat some now, and then we'd save some for later. So we'd freeze half of our Christmas cookies that we made. I'm telling you, like, when we make Christmas cookies, it's not like a, I made, like, a batch, or I had, like, a little pack of Pillsbury. It's like a whole Breaking Bad operation, but cookies it's like it's like man we got stuff is like you know batters everywhere it's like the whole kitchen like our whole freezer deep freezer is full of cookies that we pull out on, on Christmas uh, one of our other uh, uh, kind of family traditions uh, with my family we always watch a Christmas story who watches a Christmas story like that's uh, not a lot of fans okay awesome I'm gonna move past that uh, we I hate it too uh, elf um, yeah okay awesome let's land that elf elf that's a better one yeah uh, <laughs> We, uh, we always share uh, even a scripture verse that we do uh, every year on Christmas Day. Uh, my parents always go around and, and share the scripture verse. Uh, and some of you guys have your own family traditions. And, and what we do uh, at C12 is that we have our own kind of family traditions. So every kind of Christmas party, we always just love to have fun. We love to, to, to celebrate. And then we just kind of love uh, to, to look forward. And uh, I want to take some time. And I just want to celebrate for a second. Um, I had someone a while ago ask me, like, he was actually from a different country. He said, how do you celebrate? And it just kind of, like, dawned on me, like, hey, there's maybe seldom moments that you get to look back when you're a young adult and you're like, what am I actually celebrating? When have I, when have I taken time to celebrate the things that God has done? When have, have I taken time to celebrate the things that God has done in and through me? And I want to take some time just to celebrate the things that God has done inside C12. Looking over the past year, we had uh, over 20 people that would say yes to Jesus and rededicate their life to Jesus. Like, I think that's something that's worth celebrating. We had dozens of, of people take a next step in faith and go in public with their faith on, on our worship and baptism nights. How many got to be a part of those? Like, those were, those were really monumental and people going public with their faith and saying, like, yes to Jesus on, on, on a public scale and saying, hey, away with the old life. I want to go public with my faith. We, we had uh, small groups. I just, I want to share one story out of small groups. Uh, and if you're a small group leader in the room, I just want to take a, a second just to celebrate you and say thank you. Thank you for the investment that you, you place in, in people. It matters. And, and one of the success, success stories was, was a guy named Austin Devenu. Uh, how many of you guys know Austin? You're in a small group. Uh, he is one of the small group leaders uh, inside C12. And he, he came out running to me out on a Sunday morning. And he said, hey, one of the guys that was in my small group, he just said yes to Jesus. It was on our Easter service. And he's been praying for him. He came to, into his small group. He discipled him and mentored him. And he said, dude, you, I got to tell you what happened. All these, all these small group meetings, all these things, it all added up. And he finally said yes to Jesus this morning when he gave his life to Easter. I, I think that community really matters and the investment matters, that, that we, get to, we get to celebrate. I just want to take a second to celebrate that. I want to take a second to celebrate the, yeah, we, we, can, we can clap for that. We can. <laughs> Some of you are like, can I clap? Do I start it? Do I, uh, <laughs> what do I do? Uh, I'll just kind of clap until no one does, and I feel awkward. Um, uh, but I, I just want to take a moment just to celebrate the things that God has done. And I want to take a moment just maybe to celebrate the things that God has done in and through you. Maybe for you that are daymakers, 
currently in C12. If you're a daymaker inside C12, you serve in worship, you serve on any of our teams, I just want you to go ahead and stand up right now. I want to uh, go ahead and stand up. I'm going to awkwardly ask you to stand. I just want you to celebrate. Oh, come on. There's a lot more of you than that. Like you serve in some capacity. You are, man, the investment that you have, you celebrate and you create environments like this. So thank you. Thank you for creating a place where it feels like home. Thank you for creating a, a place where it feels like family. That we get to celebrate what God's done in C12, and we also get to just take a second and look forward. And I want to kind of take a little bit of a, a step back when it comes to, to moving forward. I've been the pastor for C12 for a little over a year. Um, and uh, thank you. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, there are things that you learn along the way. <laughs> And uh, I, I would say that over the last year, there were um, maybe so many moments where I overestimated what I could do without God. And then there was a lot of moments where I underestimated what I could do with him. And there is a need sometimes, and you might feel this as a young adult, you feel this in your world, like when I step into a new stage, I feel like I have to take ownership and control of everything that I do. And when I got asked, like, I'll just be honest, I, I came out of a season where I was doing two jobs and a master's program. Um, I, if you can imagine what school and the work-life balance, and you know what that's like, you know it is chaotic and it's stressful and uh, it's all the things at once. And uh, at the end of last year, I, it was like before I stepped into this role, I was like, man, I'm about to pull my hair out or something, or like it's about to fall out. Like it's one of the two. Uh, and and uh I remember feeling this immense amount of pressure and coming into uh, this role. I remember the first day that uh, someone asked, like, hey, I, um, I want you to do the C12 pastor job. It was through all the, all the interviews and, and people had just said yes. And, hey, we think that you're a great fit for the, for the role. And, and I remember being so excited. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, who really gets to step into the wheelhouse at, like, kind of at a really young age? At the time, I was 26, not 27. And, and uh, for some people, maybe they don't step in terms of their career. Like, maybe when uh, there was a stat that came out the other day that most people don't really step into that until they're 40. And, and the, the, the levels that you have to go through, the, the uh, rank is a bad word, but it's the, the, what you have to do to get maybe where to you feel like you're, you're called to be. And, and uh, I remember being so thankful and so grateful and at the same time, like, I'll just invite you in the journey. I kind of, like, spiritually crap my pants. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what? Um, this is awesome. And at the same time, uh, oh, crap. And I remember going to the uh, prayer room here at Central. And uh, the first thing I did was I prayed over this ministry. And I prayed, God, would you awaken C12? And God, would revival happen in this ministry? And it's been a prayer that I prayed ever since. It hasn't changed. I pray and I ask God for him to show up. I pray and I ask God to do new things. And in January, I, I took a, a little vacation. I took some time to, to rest and, and this year. And, uh, and I want to take you on the journey a little bit. In January, I wrestled a lot. I wrestled a lot with um, coming out of a, a pandemic at the time of like, well, now what? What does community look like? What does rhythms look like? What does life look like? What does small groups look like? What does community look like? What does ministry look like? What does it all even look like? And uh, I took some time in, in, in when I was in Hawaii just to kind of rest and recharge. And uh, 
And there was, it began, like God began to put a really deep conviction in me. It was just a wrestling. I didn't know what it was. It was, it was a restlessness inside me. And I began to um, listen to a, a pastor who, um, he sat down, did an interview, and, and he talked about coming out of a, a pandemic, and he talked about things that they were kind of doing in terms of, of church. And, and if you know, when you come out of a pandemic, everyone just had to reevaluate, well, where, what campus am I going to? Where am I going? Who are my people now? Where, where am I going to get involved with? Like everything about your rhythms was just kind of all different. And uh, I remember him sitting down in this interview said, and this was in January of uh, 2022, he said, yeah, we still haven't opened the doors of our church. And I sat there thinking, I'm like, oh, dude, you're an idiot. <laughs> I was like, dude, it's been like almost two years, like two years since a pandemic. And like, what, what have you been doing? And I, I, I'll never forget, he, he said the phrase, he said, I don't, there's a reason why we never opened up the doors to a building. And he said, I don't want to go back to what we had I want us to create what we've never had. And God began to do that shift in me privately. And he began to use that. And on the plane ride back, I, I just wrestled. For, for months, I was just restless of what does, what does life look like now? What does ministry look like now? What does church look like now? What, what does it all look like right now? And it took me back to the passage in, in, in Mark 2. And Jesus is, he's kind of having this conversation with the Pharisees and he's talking about fasting, but then he gets into um, the segment of, of old wine and, and, and new, new wineskins. And I, I want to read this. Can we throw this up, this verse in, in Mark 2? Uh, it says, Jesus answered, how can the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? They cannot, so long as they have, have him with them. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and on that day they will fast. No one, no one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the new piece will pull away from the old, making the tear worse. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. What, what, what is he really getting at? Well, Jesus is kind of talking about, hey, I, I didn't come to abolish everything. I actually came to fulfill it. But I'm not here to just establish old forms and old systems and old, old mandates. I'm actually here to bring a new thing. Now that I am here, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Like, hey, I want you to come and seek and find life in me. He came to establish something new. And, and there's all these kind of internal wrestlings. I kept thinking, okay, what, what does that look like for C2? How do we move forward? What does it look like in the new year? And I, I just kept, kept going back to, like, old methods don't bring about new life change. Like there's just some things about, hey, how people do life is just different. How, how people actually just do small groups is just different. How people have community is just different. How people actually engage in the church is just different. Like wouldn't you agree that like culture has changed in some regards since coming out of 2020? How, wouldn't you agree with that? That there are some things that are just different than they once were. And so in the new year, what, is that, what does that even look like? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep tonight as a part one and I want to have another conversation in January as part two. So here's part one. There's new things that we're going to do in the new year. There's going to be new, maybe quote unquote, methods of how we go about doing stuff. There's going to be things that we will do as a ministry that we've never done before. There's going to be 
ways that we do groups that we've never done before. There's gonna be things that we do out in the community that we've never done before. There are gonna be things that we take risks on because I believe that, hey, I really believe young adults want to take risks and say, hey, does something, is something gonna work? Is it, is it gonna stick? Is it gonna land? Because I really desperately want to see God move and, and maybe it just requires stepping out in a leap of faith and trying something that we haven't done before. And so in the new year, there's gonna be things that maybe on who was here for a Friendsgiving? You you were here for a part of that. And we did those breakout sessions. Who who got to be part of all those breakout sessions that we did? Come on. I, I thought there'd be uh something, but okay. <laughs> it was just a raised hand. Uh, I kinda I fooled you, I punked you. I was like, who did it? And then I and then I got on you for not uh awesome. A great job, Alex. Um the um and 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 uh and all those sessions that we had and, and things over mental health, things over dating and marriage, like was was that helpful? Was that something that stuck? Like and 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 there's things like that in the new year that we kind of like we want to tackle the gray. Like we want to tackle the gray. Like it, it's getting complex as a young adult to follow Jesus, and there are things that are just kind of getting gray, and there's gonna be things that we do that hey, maybe it's it's kind of centered around doing a little bit more of a, a different different breakout sessions and things that actually, hey, let's talk about how do we tackle the gray when when culturally it's just really, really hard to follow Jesus because I don't know what to do. That we're gonna have more more sessions that are kind of geared towards that. Those are gonna be things that we try, like out in the community. Hey, maybe maybe for something in the new year that we don't have a Christmas party here, but we go out and we we do something out in the community that actually targets other young adults, and we do something, uh, maybe rent out a, a, an, an ice rink. Like, let me just speak di- directional for a second. I'm not speaking destinational. I'm just speaking directional. Maybe there's just some things that we try because our, our heart as a ministry is that we want to go pursue the one. That we want to go see other people step in to have the community that we have. And so there's just going to be some things that we do that are different. There's going to be methods that we try that maybe are just different than what we had. And you're going to want, like, I want more of an in-depth. <laughs> I, want more of a, I want more of a thing. So I just kind of want to illustrate something for a second. Uh, and and uh, if you're uh, in this game, uh, Jen and uh, Gavin... And uh, uh, who is the other person? Uh, Ryan. Hey, I want you guys to come up. Come up. Uh, hey, give it up for Jen and Gavin and Ryan as you come up. Uh, you guys, uh, here, here's kind of like the uh, pick, pick whatever station that you want. Um, it's going to get messy. It's going to get uh, real fun. And uh, you get to uh, uh, build the most accurate uh, and real-life Christmas tree with what you have currently. Uh, you have... Uh, 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 yep, with a house kit. You get to uh, uh, paint it green uh, with the icing. You get to put Twizzlers. You get a two two minutes. Uh, actually, I'll give you three minutes. Three minutes. Uh, three minutes to go ahead and do it. Uh, I'm going to keep talking while they're doing that. Uh, and I'm going I'm to put up a timer. Uh, so I got, they got three minutes. Um, and, uh, and, and, and we're just going to look and see, like, who, who's got the best Christmas tree? We're going to get creative. Uh, and uh, and the, who, who builds gingerbread houses? Like, that's like your, one of your traditions. You guys do that? Um, not as, as much. How many guys do more sugar cookies? Like, you're that route. You're like, decorate sugar cookies. Um, uh, pull for the room. Does anybody eat a gingerbread house? Is that something you do? No. Yes or no? You eat a gingerbread house after you make it. Okay. How, how do you eat the whole gingerbread house? You just like, the whole thing? The whole thing. Oh, we are we are already kind of struggling. All right, we got uh, we we did. All right, uh, I'm gonna extend I'm gonna extend your time. Be a little be a little bit more generous. Uh, we're gonna give you uh, another minute. So um, I'm I'm very I'm very. Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> uh, and then you're gonna you're just gonna get um, yep yep we gotta paint it some green some some red. Uh, we, I like the encouragement. I love the, I love the crowd participation. Uh, okay, who really? Th- I, I'm not gonna lie. Gavin really looks like he knows what he's doing. Like this is a like this just looks like architectural uh, design here. Um, Ryan is I don't know man. I'm, we're just like breaking crumbs. Like that's what I don't, I don't know. Uh, Jen, I okay. We're very delicate. We're very delicate. Um, uh, who okay? So what what are other like family traditions you guys do? You guys uh, outside of of, of uh, I'm gonna give them time. I'm, I, they got a couple minutes left. Uh, they got two two minutes left. Uh, other family traditions you guys do? Go ahead and shout it out. What's what's a, homework? Oh my. That's a family tradition. Oh man. That sounds like the most depressing family tradition. Uh, homework. Uh, another family tradition. <laughs> Secret Santa, yes, okay. White elephant. Uh, okay, who calls it Secret Santa and who calls it White Elephant? Secret Santa, you call it Secret Santa at your house? <laughs> I cannot tell you what we call it in Wisconsin because we're weird. Uh, who calls it uh, white elephant? Okay, yeah, yeah. They're different things. I never should have asked that question. That's honestly embarrassing. I think I'm gonna have an honesty hour. I don't know that I've ever played Secret Santa. I don't know if you play Secret Santa. Secret Santa is where you give a gift to somebody that you don't know. They don't know you. Okay. Awesome. I'm very, I'm very cultured around Christmas time, apparently. All right, you got a minute left. You got a minute left. Uh, okay, I don't, we're getting. All right, who, just looking at Gavin's tree, who thinks Gavin's going to win right now? Like, you got, <laughs> Gavin's using some outside sources. What do you have, Sour Patch Kids? What did you put in your pocket? Okay. All right, who thinks, who thinks uh, Jen's going to win? Oh, okay. All right, who thinks Ryan's going to win? It was like the, uh, <laughs> wow, not at all. Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. You guys got 30 seconds, 30 seconds left. You pulled out airheads. <clears throat> I don't know. You got, I'm going to count you down. You have 15 seconds left. 15, 14. Oh, Jen's got all the support in the world. Ryan, did we give up? What did we, what did we, <laughs> you got to, we got to finish strong. What? All right, uh, the competition might be between Gavin and Jen, so, ooh, time's up. That is the worst alarm ever. Uh, we're going to go by crowd, uh, crowd vote. Uh, who thinks that Gavin has the best-looking uh, real-life Christmas tree based off what he had? Okay, who, who thinks that Jen, who thinks that Jen had the best real... Ooh. <laughs> you guys are married. It's like you guys are one. What a difference. So it's really two against one. Like, okay. Uh, uh, who th- <laughs> Ryan said, go ahead and skip me. Who thinks Ryan had the best? <laughs> this is the most rigged uh, poll of all time. <laughs> we got to I'm starting over. Okay, individual, individual. You can only share for one person. Uh, okay, go ahead and give it up for Gavin. If you think Gavin has the best... Wow, you had a lot of fake fans at the beginning. Okay, 
Uh, uh, who, who vote for Jen? Jen has the best. <laughs> if more people cheer for... <laughs> I'm going to set that as a, a precursor. Uh, who thinks Ryan had the best... Uh, All right, hey, go ahead and give it up for Ryan. I was not expecting that. <laughs> hey, you guys are going to have a seat. Hey, give it up for him. Uh, I am not going to lie. I did not think that that was going to be the best. Uh, but we got creative. We got, we got really creative uh, <laughs> with how we, how we decorate uh, a real-life Christmas tree. What you got? Uh, I'm going to look at that all night and be like, how? how um, these are the most rigged polls of all time. Um, <laughs> We felt bad. Who said we felt bad? <laughs> Ryan, you won. You won the celebrity vote. Uh, there, there are things that, hey, we're just, we're just going to go ahead and try. I know it's a, it's a cheesy illustration. Just go along with it. There are some times you just have to get creative with how we do things as a ministry. There are some things that you just got to get creative of, hey, we're going to go ahead and try it. We might not even know that it works. How many have ever taken a risk before and you're like, I don't even know if this is going to work at all. You've stepped out into a major and you're like, I hope to dear God that this is going to work. <laughs> you ask somebody on a date and you're like, I hope to dear God that she says yes. Like, um, we didn't like that one. Okay. Um, too real? That was too real. Okay. Uh, there are some things. Again, I'm just going to leave you with a teaser. Because I want to I pick up again in January with this same exact conversation of, hey, what do we practically do? What is exactly different? I can tell you one thing I know in our ministry, we just have evolved a lot over the last year and we have a lot more young adults uh, in, in this ministry, which is a really awesome thing. And so we know that and we see that and, and, and here's what we wanna do. We wanna start engaging young adults uh, at every campus uh, in the life of our church. You might not know this, I'd, I'd share it and, and, and you might not like, well, what do I do with this? I, sometimes I think it's helpful because sometimes in the life of 12 Stone, we, we come in and we're like, I don't know, there's people my age and people that are ages 18 to just 27 in the life of 12 Stone that are engaged at our church is almost 5,000 young adults. Let me, I'll just say that, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Now we're going to do some new things in the new year that start targeting young adults at every campus that we have at 12 Stone. There are going to be things that we might try and we launch new groups that we've never done before. We might lean into more of the young adult crowd and we might target those that are like, hey, I'm just, I'm working a job and, and I'm 25, I'm 26 and 27, what the heck do I do? And, and, and we're going to start targeting people that are, that are young married because we really believe that community really matters in this season of life that's really complex. And so we're going to just maybe potentially launch new groups in, into these campuses and we're going to start having more of a, a presence at, at each of our campuses. There are going to be things that we do outside of it. And there are just some new things that we're going to try. So here, here's the ask. I'm going to ask two things of you. I'm going to ask you to pray, and I'm going to ask you to be flexible. There are some things that we're like, you know what? You might come up to me and you're like, never do that again. <laughs> and done deal. I would rather be a ministry that goes and take risks. 
I'd rather be a ministry that just says, you know what, we're going to try things that no other church in the country has ever done before. We're going to try things that no other young adult ministry has ever done before. We're going to go ahead and do things that I don't know that it's ever even been heard of before. But you know what, I at least want to take a step in faith and just see if God could do something with it. Because I know if God can do something as small as the faith of a mustard seed, I know that God could do something in your life and in C12 that I think could be really impactful going into the new year. Wouldn't you agree with that? I know I'm speaking here and you want me to speak here, and I I promise I'll get to that in January. (laughs) I remember uh, um, a couple weeks ago, uh, if you didn't know, I went to a school in in Canada. I talk about that a lot. and, uh, and, and part of the school, I was in a program called Praxis. And, and what we would do is that we, every single week, we'd go out and we would uh, uh, evangelize and we would share the gospel with people. And, and, uh, and, and we'd go to soup kitchens and we'd go to homeless shelters and we would go to different uh, churches and youth groups and we would like really minister to people. And uh, it was like a weekly rhythm for me. And uh, I remember, um, and just thinking on, 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 on the new year, and I remember God whispering and saying, where did that go? Where did that go? The drive that you had to talk to every person and, and, and to love on them and, and to see someone come to Jesus. And I'm going to share a story of a man in C12 who came up a couple weeks ago. And it, it arrested me in a really good way. And he came up and he um, just started weeping and crying. And he says, my brother doesn't know Jesus and I really want him to come to know Jesus. And he sat there uh, weeping and we sat there praying and, and, and uh, Justin, why don't know if you're in the room, you were here uh, praying over him and, and uh, we just had a chance to just pray over him, pray over his brother to come to know Jesus. And, and I remember God just even again, just whispering, where did that go? What could God do with 150 people that would just come and weep over people who didn't know Jesus? What could God do that would weep over just new opportunities and taking new risks and and, and to step into new things? And so I want to save part two for January because I'm going to get into it. And we're going to have an honest conversation. And we're going to talk practically about here's what we're going to go do. Here's what new ministry kind of rhythms look like. Here's a new method. Here's some things that we're going to try. This is not meant to beta test something. This is not meant to, hey, we're going to just use uh, something as a Petri dish. I really believe that if, if we risk big and we pray big, I know God's going to show up in big ways. And so um, with that, I want to pray over that. Um, and, uh, and I'm going to pray. And, uh, and then um, throughout the night, um, I just want you to, to, to meet someone uh, who's new. Um, and uh, we got stuff that's out in, in the lobby. We got different uh, cookies and treats, and we got a, a, a hot cocoa bar, um, a fondue machine. Um, like, come on, who don't want a fondue machine? Like, um, I'll get mega fat on those things, I'll tell you right now. Like, I will eat so much of that. Um, 
But hey, uh, if you are new here tonight, hey, we just love to get to to meet you. I'll be up front, and even after uh, I'm praying and we're dismissing, and and uh, I just want you to hang out, um, celebrate, have fun, uh, and enjoy uh, a Christmas party. But let me pray, and then you guys can can head out. So God, I just pray over this group. God, I pray over this room. Uh, God, I pray over uh, young adults that are in this room. God, I pray over those that are in their mid twenties. God, I, I pray, uh, uh, God, over um, Father those that are maybe just trying to seek out uh, what does the new year look like. And, and uh, what does the holidays look like? And, and what's next and new for me? God, I pray that you would just give peace. God, I pray that you give your peace today. God, I pray that you would give uh, uh, God and, and, and pour out your spirit uh, uh, to us today. And, and so, God, I pray the rest of the night would be fun. Uh, God, it would be a time to celebrate uh, everything that you've done. But, God, it would be a moment that we get, get to uh, meet people that we've never met before and to establish deeper community and to uh, potentially meet uh, new friends, friends that uh, help us uh, strive more towards you. Uh, and so, God, I just pray this uh, in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the C12 podcast today. To stay connected with C12, make sure to follow us on Instagram at C12Stone. One of the best ways to get connected with others and grow in your relationship with God is jumping into a small group. To sign up for small groups, go to 12stone.com slash small groups and search college. We hope to see you next week.